This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by our friends at Modus Operando Brewing, based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online or why not visit the brewery. Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Another classic round of Shoot Shield footy to get through this week. Uh, I can't believe the score lines. Everything's just one, two, three point separation between the sides. There's just absolutely nothing in this comp. Uh, had some really interesting games to talk through. Joining me on the line tonight will be Andrew Swain from Stan Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. <laughs> Welcome to Shootcast, our round six review, uh, talking through all the action tonight. Got a full house, Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Welcome back, mate. Good to be back on board. Uh, and despite what was said last week, it wasn't because Norse lost last well, week tonight, so. that, uh, that I didn't come on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they, they lost last weekend and here I am. Right. I love the commitment, Cash. It's great to have you back. And uh, Andrew Swain's here from Stan Sport and the wonderful Clubland show. Swaney's just jumped out of the uh, the com box. What's happening, Swaney? Mate, yeah, just uh, just had a uh, another upset that I called um, Japan, which were I, I believe they were eleven dollars going into that match. Just beat the mm. Wallaroos on the Gold Coast and um, managed to uh, call that one. Uh, yeah, it was a. Clinical performance from Japan. They they certainly had a game plan, stuck to it, and um, Wallaroos couldn't adjust. So yeah, interesting night. Mate, how'd you get to the stadium, mate? Electric scooter or skateboard or mate? You, you know me. Um, you know, just uh, just get the tram uh, on tram. the Gold Coast there. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Swaney, mate, plenty happening in Super Rugby. The Australian sides continue to impress, don't they? Yeah, uh, you know, it's good to see the Brumbies and the Waratahs both go across the ditch and come away with wins on the weekend. That was very impressive. I think the Reds are struggling at the moment. They, mm. uh, they're they just struggling with injuries and, um, you know, I think they get James O'Connor back this week, which will be a huge in because I really looked rudderless without him, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the it, you're right. It's great to see the Aussie teams getting wins, um, you know, particularly the Brumbies and the Tars. Yeah, uh, that's true. I, mean, I probably use that a bit too uh, uh, wholly there because the Force and um, the Rebels copped a bit of a beating on the weekend, didn't they, Kasha? Yeah, they certainly did. But you know, on, on that Australian front, I think we are um, we are making the gap just a little bit thinner. You know, we're we're, we're certainly not stride for stride with these Kiwi teams, but mm. uh, I think there's some, there's some performances in there. From either the Waratahs or the Reds or uh, or particularly the Brumbies that uh, you know could could uh, could cause a bit of havoc come finals time. Mm, the big uh, the big O words back in Australian rugby. It's the optimism pre the uh, upcoming Test series. Obviously, we've got England to contend with, but the All Blacks won't be far away. Uh, on the other side of the coin, I've seen that Chris Ratcher, who's a bit of a shock jock scribe, as we know, absolutely give it to New Zealand sport in general. He's absolutely Torn shreds off the Super Rugby sides. He's torn shreds off the uh, the basketballers. He's he's had a crack at the Warriors and just thinks New Zealand sports in a hole, Swaney. <laughs> what, what do you say to that? Well, I don't expect anything less from Chris Ratui, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He's, he's oh, always Ratui. Kind of... I thought it was Ratu. I've got to get my, my pronunciation right. You would Mate, know. Ratui, I believe. Ratui, um, okay. Casho would probably know better than me. He's been around for quite a long time, hasn't he? But, um, yeah, I, I don't expect anything less from him. He just mm. loves to, to get the uh, get anyone in his sights and he goes to them like a dog at a bone. Mm. Yeah, it was very much. There was a bit of blood in the water, and, and away he went. And it was a, a bit of a, it was a bit of a degustation of uh, spray for uh, for for New Zealand sport. He didn't miss anybody. <laughs> Stevie Williams copper spray. <laughs> anyone that's had anyone picked up some sort of a ball in New Zealand uh, was under his fire. I don't know. I mean, I got a feeling that New Zealand are just a bit. Grumpy at the moment, maybe where they're positioned geographically in terms of the rugby world. We've seen so much uh, happening abroad, especially up in Europe with the Six Nations and uh, the club footy on the weekend up there was was pretty spectacular. But nothing you can do about that, is there, Kasha? No, certainly not. You know, maybe they're getting a bit edgy because their inflation rate is higher than it is over here in Australia. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I don't think they've, they've even got a, a, an election inside at this stage, have they? No, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening in New Zealand politics. I've chosen myself to uh, check out of Australian politics in the lead into the uh, to the election this year. Anyway, it's uh, interesting times uh, globally. Well, lots happening at the Waratahs. They've got a huge game this week um, at Leichhardt Oval. Swanee, they'll be hoping to fill the hill. And it's good to see um, DC calling back Ned Hannigan and Paddy Ryan uh, into the squad. Yeah, a big big game. Like this is this is the biggest game of their season because um, you know I don't think that. Well, I know that at the start of the season DC was talking about just making the eight. Yeah. Um, but but well, there are a chance of making the four. So yep. they've they've and they can do it this weekend. And if they've got the parochial support of the New South Wales fans behind them uh, at Leichhardt Oval, where they know they can win and they know that they can bring a crowd. Uh, you know, everything's just trending upwards for them. Um, so, mm. yeah, it's a huge game. Hurricanes are going to be tough. Like, you know, you've got Artie Severe, yep. Julian Severe, his brother, mm. Celesi Rayasi, who just scores tries for fun. Yep. Um, you know, they've got a pretty solid team. Geordie Barrett, who can kick goals from anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this is a winnable game for the Tars. They've, beat, they've shown they can beat the Crusaders. Hopefully they uh, haven't. You know their heads don't get well. They don't bite off more than they can chew, and just keep doing what they're doing. And yeah. the, the aperitif to this game is obviously on Friday night. The Brumbies taking on the Crusaders in Canberra. That's not a bad matchup either, is it? No, that's a ripper. Remember, I'll never forget. I mean, the Brumbies and the Crusaders have had some of the best matches in Super Rugby over the years. I'll never forget that 2004 final when the Brumbies just turned on the style. It was. Uh, Fantastic to watch and, you know, hopefully I think the Crusaders click back into form after the Waratahs loss on the weekend. So that promises to be an absolute belter. Just quickly, um, Cash, on those two uh, re-signings, as you, if you will, from Hannigan and Paddy Ryan, that just sort of really feels like a uh, something part of the DC's uh, little black book uh, network type uh, of a recruitment, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, you know, both guys, I think, um, probably played with him in, in NRC times. I know uh, certainly Ned uh, Ned played NRC for, 
for him. And I think, uh, Swanee, if, if you could help me with, with Paddy Ryan. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he captains New South Wales country, yeah. So mm. it is working, the uh, the little black, black book, and he, he does have one of the better ones going around. And it just shores up a few things uh, yep. in their squad. Obviously, Harry Johnson-Holmes is... Uh, Picked up a bit of a bit of an injury. I'm not sure whether he's out for the rest of the year or not. But yeah. uh, you know, Ned's going to obviously uh, add, add to things there. And big big Paddy can uh, can lock a scrum, and he's uh, a couple of years older, a bit wiser after spending some time, I think, in Japan and also on the MLR. So uh, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. Look, before we move on to the um, shoot shield action, it was just terrible news to see over the weekend. And one of the former stars, the shoot shield, Kelly. Mia Fua from uh, the Pirates, who was a fantastic player. Um, he was an amazing uh, player at first grade level. Obviously got some opportunities through the NRC and uh, in a Super Rugby, tragically passed away over in Narbonne in France. Uh, just terrible news, hey, Casho? Yeah, very much so. It sounds like a, a, a bit of hijinks uh, gone wrong there, but uh, mm. we'll have to wait to find out what's, uh, what's sort of happened there. But um, he was... Uh, he was found um, uh, after jumping off a bridge in uh, mm. uh, near where uh, they'd finished their season there with Montebolt. So, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely uh, tragic. He, he had a fantastic final shoot shield season here, I think in probably 2018. I think he was second in the uh, in the Ken, Ken Catchball medal. So always considered to be a very, very tough opponent and uh, played sevens for the summer. Yeah, he was uh, he was on fire a couple of seasons there under Todd Loud, and I remember I was sort of involved at Manly a couple of those years and having a good chat with him after the game. He was he was a terrific player, and I think uh, there was a good quote about him, the player you would hate to see on the field you're playing against, and the guy you just absolutely love in your team. So uh, certainly, all of the club rugby community's thoughts are with Kelly's family and um, and the Pirates and, and anyone that he sort of played with over the years. So uh, very very sad stuff, but. We'll move on. Um, this competition's just ridiculously tight. I just can't believe the scores. Every week, um, games are separated by no more than five or six points. Most occasions, less than two. Uh, it's just it's just tit for tat, isn't it, Swaney? Oh, like you, it's funny because you know I have to watch so many games of rugby over a weekend, and sometimes I'm stuck doing Super Rugby stuff and have to catch up on the shoot shield scores occasionally and, and end up do end up sort of catching up on all the games. But mm. the moment that you click on to the old Fuse Sport app and check the scores yep. uh, on that Saturday afternoon, it like every week the last, you know, month I reckon, my jaw's been on the floor. Yep. It's, it, you just can't believe it. No. Um, you know, two blues keep winning. Hunter beating Randwick at Coogee yep. Oval, you know, yep. the – North Sydney Uni game and Manly Eastwood games were just belters. Um, you know, it's it, it just continues to defy belief uh, and it just this is what makes it, you know, one of the best club competitions in the world, right? Yeah, it's just great to see. It's just so tight. Um, you know, uh, Western Sydney 2 Blues are sort of sneaking in that number eight position, but below them are uh, Ramwick and East and they certainly won't want to be uh, outside of finals footy come the pointy end, uh, but we'll start at Willara Oval where uh, East have gone down to Oringa 31-32. It was a kick after full time to Ben Willett to give a huge bounce back win for the Raddies, uh, coming off a couple of uh, disappointing weeks for them. 
Um, I thought this was a fantastic game. So, some good tries. Um, Connor Hickey impressed me again at fly half for the Rats. I think he's still looking to nail down that spot with uh, Dean Bloor, but uh, had a little chat with uh, Cam Trelaw, Ringer assistant coach, uh, over the weekend. He says it wasn't perfect, but uh, uh, just just really important to get back in the winner's circle, Kasha. Yeah, yeah, v- uh, very much so. 32-31 uh, in the end. East actually led 24-5 at, uh, mm. at half-time. But, uh, and then from there, I think uh, I think Moringa put on 27 straight points. So, as you said, uh, great performance from uh, from Connor Hickey. But the, the man who gave him a bit of extra time before he had to make decisions was uh, their halfback. I thought uh, Rhett Butler played, had, a, had a very good game, as did uh, Tyson Davis and... Uh, uh, their, uh, their their back row were uh, were very good, so you can at that uh, ground at uh, Wallara, you can put points on very quickly. So uh, mm. yeah, but I, if if I was uh, East, I wouldn't be too discouraged about uh, the, uh, the the way that they went. Some nice work from uh, from Teddy Wilson, Archie Gavin, and also uh, their 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 pretty classy number um, number ten Jack Bowen. So. Uh, all in all, it was quite a, quite a fantastic game. Ben Woolett's uh, penalty goal came up after the full-time uh, bell had gone off. So, uh, you know, quite an afternoon there. Yeah, the uh, the rat pack on the sideline came flying in uh, to celebrate with uh, Ben Woolett. Just reminded me of some of the uh, the, the derby scenes of, of, of yesteryear. That They look pretty well lubricated, though, Swaney. Oh, big time. You know, we, we spoke to Ben Woolett on Clubland this week and uh, – Apparently, got they got one of the all-time sprays from River at halftime. Yeah. Um, to you know, and and then they come out and score twenty-seven unanswered points in the second half, or twenty-seven points in the second half. You know, there, there's got to be some belief in that team, doesn't there? To, to yeah. do something like that. Connor Hickey was great, as you say, uh, and yeah, Ben Woolard, he's just been in everything this year, and for him to kick the goal at the end. And be the man, um, yeah. It was it was great. But you're right, Casho. Like Teddy Wilson, he's playing the house there. He's just tough, isn't he? He's just a mm. tough little nugget. And um, Archie Gavin and Jack Bowen. I mean, three famous names, isn't it, in Australian rugby? It's great to see uh, the sons of going really well. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like about the way Teddy's playing is he's very heads up. He uh, when 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 he sees something. He's got the uh, he's got confidence to uh, to have a go, and I think that was shown uh, with the Archie Gavin try. Nice inside ball, it's an absolute belter. Yeah, all those players in pressings, and obviously uh, great genes in those families. Uh, East inconsistencies will be a worry, though. I mean, they're two and six. They're hosting Uni on the weekend, so they'll be pretty desperate to win that one, Swaney. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, sitting in tenth at the moment. You know that's. Mm. It's not where you want to be, um, mm. and they're a better team than that. They so, are. but this this is why this comp is just defying belief this year. It's um, you know when you've got East and Randwick sitting in those uh, those positions, um, ninth and tenth, it's uh, it, it does defy belief. Well, it's going to be interesting because I reckon we open up these finals to maybe give encouragement to the sides that we're hoping to improve this year. But with East and Randwick on the outer at the moment, they're probably the two sides that are going to benefit the most out of the returning Waratahs. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll be hoping for a change to top six midway through the year. Anyway, I've said enough about my views on that one. So we'll uh, we'll look to see how East go this week. And they've always had a pretty good record against uni. So uh, uh, that'll be an interesting watch this Saturday. 
Ramwick uh, have gone down. Historic win for Hunter Wildfires, 41. Ramwick, 38. Uh, what a massive win um, for the Wildfires. I, I thought their pack were terrific. Uh, reading your match report there and watching the highlights on Stan, you, you pointed out their uh, catcher. They scored four of the five tries on the day. Uh, Fave Silla at Loosehead uh, really impressed, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was pretty good, wasn't he? And uh, uh, Connor Winchester, who, who was at Norse last year, yep. he uh, he went up the F one to get a bit of uh, a bit of time, and he was just perfect, perfect afternoon with with the boots. So uh, yeah, great to uh, great to see that uh, he's he's getting a bit of time and, uh, and 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 showing a bit of class there. But uh, you know, wildfires, it was always going to take time for them to come mm. together, and I think uh, I, I think they're starting to get it. Get a few things sort of happening there, so uh, would have been nice if they probably stuck around for the after match at the at the Kuji RSL. But uh, you know they uh, they had people to see up up in Newcastle, so way to go. Mm. Oh well, yeah, I think that's a cardinal sin if you ask me, Swaney. Well, I, I don't know. That bus trip home would have been all time, I reckon. <laughs> so <laughs> don't you think it would have been all time? Mm. Oh well, look, there's there's certain etiquette, and I'm with uh, yes. I'm yeah. with uh, Cashier on that one. I, I was sort of. Uh, I, I hope it's not a, a lost art or a dying custom for a couple of clubs. I know everyone's got so many distractions after games, but the uh, Eastwood uh, guys lopped up very quickly at the bowling club on the weekend, and Manly was sort of loitering around the change and probably enjoying the win. But it's just something that's just got to be done. I, I think I agree. Eastwood. I do Eastwood, agree. Ma- Eastwood. Ma- I think a couple of clubs have mastered it when they do them on field straight after the game, but. I think I think it's 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 just that commitment. I think it's it's one of those things that uh, has died in the fullness of time. And it's not any club or any individual's fault. It's just I guess it's a societal change, isn't it, Swaney? Kids, yeah. kids and younger men are just onto the next thing, and uh, let's just say extra pressures. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and, Swaney, Swaney, if, if if I could say something here about uh, uh, I wrote something for Rugby News late last week. Uh, I think it came out on Friday or or Saturday about. Uh, the Norse Eastwood trip to Cowra, and mm-hmm. how it, you know they, they, they had a capture a captive audience there, and it involved first grade Colts and uh, reserve grade of both clubs, and it was absolutely old school there. It was yeah. after match speeches, it, it was boat races, uh, it was uh, at the clubhouse till ten o'clock, and then and then back to the pub till three o'clock with both both teams, uh, you know, socialising. For, for the entire night, it's uh, it's something you know. The third half was what it was all about in the, in many cases. So let's yeah. hope it continues. Yeah, uh, back to the footy. Um, <laughs> Ramwick, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Ramwick sort of, um, you know, it's hard. We, we get to these games and we talk about the winning side, um, and the the, only, the opposition only lost by a couple of points. So they certainly contributed through the match. I mean, Ramwick. Uh, two and six, I feel really frustrated where they're at. But uh, Christian Yassib scored three absolute crackers again on the weekend. Um, I thought he had a blinder. A couple of the tries he scored were absolutely sensational, particularly the first one. Oh. Um, and Alex Hills, the uh, second row, really caught the eye too, Swaney. Yeah. Oh, look, Yassman was brilliant, wasn't he? That that he try, that try that he scored the first one, where he's you know beaten and fended off half the the Hunter team. Um, brilliant, and he's he's in. Rare form uh, at the moment. He can he, he can sniff out a try and to get a hat trick on the 
on the weekend was was so good. And you're right, yeah. The 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 second row for Randwick um, just beast mode at times. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you asked him be close to a little bit of a text message or a phone call from higher powers? Well, I think I think he's actually – they've been stiffing around him for sevens duty, apparently. Okay, okay. Uh, I believe. I think he wants to do it, but um, I, yeah. th- I think that they've kind of – the sevens program had probably looked, you know, elsewhere um, more mm. recently, but he's knocking on the door, absolutely. He's got to be. Mate, he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be leading that top tri-screen contest, but look, Randwick – uh, another loss at um, at Coogee, so they'll be certainly really disappointed um, about that. Uh, they've got South this week at South. It doesn't get any easier for them. So um, anyway, we'll move on. Um, West Harbour 14, Gordon 24. Pretty tight sort of a match. Gordon will be delighted to be back in the winner's circle. Um, but they didn't do it too easily, Kasha. No, no, no. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't uh, very much uh, that way. In fact, twenty-four uh, fourteen is probably not a real reflection of yeah. uh, the way the actual game went. It was, no, it probably flatters them a bit. It, it was. Uh, it was really score for score, and uh, I probably uh, Billy Melrose probably came away from it uh, with with the only thing that he was probably really happy about was uh, that it uh, it snapped a bit of a losing streak for them. Mm. And they're, they're heading into um, the Battle of the North this week at Chatswood Oval against North. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, some good performers there uh, on, on, on the Randwick, uh, uh, sorry, on, on, on the Gordon side of things. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, it, it was one of those games where you had three or four tries that were rolled in during, during the afternoon and, uh, you know, there, there there was some good uh, some good uh, back play there from uh, from from different people there. But uh, I thought Katie Hawkins uh, sort of played well. The Gordon Hartback, uh, yeah, was, Vanderbilt, he was good, wasn't uh, he? Was pretty good as mm. was uh, Polar, who was uh, out, out wide there. So and Pavlakis scored a critical try there towards the end. Yeah, I think uh, Gordon's season today it's been just gelling. Uh, New combinations, but I agree with you that John Johnny Vanderveld, uh, the halfback uh, for the Stags, was was very lively. But I guess um, hopefully once the Gordon get their combinations together, I'll be hoping they can uh, get that happening pretty quickly because it's going to be a tough game on the weekend against Northern Suburbs, isn't it, Swaney? Yeah, that's right. This is, I mean, this is the one that they mark on the calendar, isn't it? I, I reckon, um, you know, the fact that Jordan got Jordy Goddard's come back as well into the starting team and he had that spin off the bench. Uh, the week before and now yep. back starting, having him back as their kind of talismanic leader, uh, I reckon that'll do a lot for Gordon. So, um, yeah, good timing really to get him back just in time for this uh, Battle of the North. We we love this one. It'll be good. Cash, I'm sure you'll be there. Absolutely. Mm, no, Goddard will definitely add some much-needed steel uh, to Billy Melrose's side. Uh Head to Manly Oval. I was there uh, with a bunch of guys celebrating a ten-year reunion of the USA uh, for the Marlins. Uh, very entertaining afternoon. We had lunch uh, at the Stain Hotel with a bunch of tourists from the 1982 tour. So they had their 30 year. We had our 10 year. Rekindled some of the great moments of uh, touring the great United States of America. Uh, many stories told. Many can't be repeated, but uh, you get the picture on that front. We uh, wandered down from the Stain to uh, the hill at Manly and gave 
it all to get our beloved Marlins home uh, against Eastwood in the top of the table match. Uh, very interesting game. Manly uh, had come into this game very under the weather. Uh, we had a flu outbreak, the, the, the sort of depth we hadn't seen at the club for a long, long time. 52 players had got it during the week. They had to cancel training on Tuesday. Phil Blake was in his bed till Friday. We had 25 guys ruled out on Saturday for uh, all the grades, three out of first grade. So it was very, very um, sort of disjointed preparation for the match. But Manly just keep rolling up. They keep turning up. Uh, the game sort of ebbed and flowed. Eastwood looked really good when they moved the ball. I, I felt like they maybe could have gone to that a bit more. It was a tight match. Um, Eastwood scored early out wide through Isley, backing up through the middle. Manly sort of hit back. Manly seemed this year to have these 20-minute spells of footy where they just pile on three tries and just look fantastic. They sort of um, just get their forward play going. They, they, they rumble the ball forward. Uh, then uh, sort of second half came underway and Manly's lack of a scrum. We had James Hilton brand propping, uh, which he doesn't do, and Eastwood got huge ascendancy there. They piled on a couple of tries, including one out in the corner, which was a clear knock-on. Uh, James Dolores gave himself away after putting the ball down and uh, the referee decided to award it. Thankfully, he did because it was clear Woodies were going penalty try, yellow card uh, for uh, scrum infringements because Manly just simply couldn't hold it uh, without any props. And uh, Mr. Bell did not have a great day with the boot, fluffed the kick and sort of that sort of summed up the afternoon for the Woodies. Maybe had opportunities to take it and Manly just hung in. So another big win for Manly. They've gone five wins on the trot. They've won the Derby. They've beaten Norse at home and Eastwood. So I think they're deserved front runners at this stage, Casho. Yeah, certainly up there on 25 points, five bonus points. So listen, they're, uh, they're, they're travelling all right. I think uh, one of the things this game showed, Burjo, was... It was nice to see James Omson in there at, uh, at number ten. He did he did a very neat job. Made some uh, made some good ground, kick well, uh, yeah. and uh, was just a, a really good organizer. And if you've got a good organizer in, in a side that's been thrown together, it makes uh, one hell of a difference. But uh, listen, I, I I kept watching that Dolores try, and I I. I, I just can't see how they cop the thing up. But anyway, that's, yeah. that's the way it is. Oh, I can't work it out either. Yeah. Manly's a funny side. They don't really have any X-Factor players. I, I, I'm not – they do in the forward pack, but certainly in the backs, um, you know, they're just – they're playing very accurately. Their breakdown works great. Their defensive works great. They've got a very sort of uh, on-the-money kicking game, especially their box kicking. Um, look, they've certainly ridden their luck. Probably, you know, in that Ringer game, um, in the Eastwood game, both those games could have gone either way. I felt like they, they did control the Norse game, obviously, apart from the late collapse. But, you know, um, you got to give take your hats off, Swanee. They, they're, uh, they're competing and, and deserve maybe a slice of fortune. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's Oh, mate, they've just been great to watch, haven't they, over the last few weeks? They have. They um, yeah. have. And, uh, and, and, yeah, you know... Roden Cutler Shield, um, congratulations to them. What? Yeah, you you said it all. You, you're the yeah. Sorry, manly, I did. You're the manly man. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. No, we're all uh, we're all delighted. I, we sort of um, nobody expected us to beat Eastwood. To be honest, after the week we'd had, and you know, Eastwood were a pretty 
full strength side, you know, oh, yeah. they had all their big guns playing. So well done to Manly. Um, don't know how the boys pulled it off, but that was fantastic. I think they're going to get a tougher test this week after three big weeks to go up to Hunter. Um, we'll see how they go this week. I think that could be a real banana skin game because Hunter looked the goods. I, Saw a very uh, disheartened Ben Batcher at the Manly Bowling Club after the Marlins-Eastwood game, uh, Swaney, and I I went up to him and told him to cheer up because he's made our life miserable for 10 years. So uh, <laughs> I just said, mate, I I have, I have understand you lost the game. I have zero sympathy for you. Uh, you yourself have tortured our hopes and dreams. Manly hasn't been Eastwood in a, in a uh, finals game since 1997. So sorry, sorry, Ben. I had no sympathy on Saturday, but we had a had a good chat and a couple of cold beers. Sorry, not sorry, hey. So, <laughs> they'll get their chance to knock us off. <laughs> anyway, uh, you love that's what that's what happens when you go back to to uh, rugby clubs, hey, Casha. Oh yeah, yeah, it certainly does. Uh, yeah, listen, the uh, the old Eastwood Manly rivalry goes back back for ages, and it you know it revolves around a few finals appearances and. And one particular field goal in uh, in, a, in a grand final, which uh, which obviously broke a few hearts. That did, but, yeah, but look, in 1997, we steamrolled them in the grand final, so <laughs> that we'll, we're still living off that one. Uh, we'll move on to the Eric. Um, two Blues, three on the bounce for the first time in God knows when, have beaten Southern Districts 25. South, after their fantastic performance last week against East, have come back to reality. Um Oh, it's just it's all coming up too, Blue Swaney. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've sort of spent a bit of time messaging uh, the GM at, at the Two Blues there, Christian Burden, and, um, you know, he, they've been, you know, this has been something that's been in the makings for them for a while. Mm. Um, it's, I think it's, they said it was the first time, it was, it's the last time they won three on the chart was 2014, is when he was saying, and they, had ne- never, they hadn't been in the eight since 2012. So um, you know we're a decade on from that, um, which is which is fantastic for them. But the the beauty of all this, uh, you know, they're celebrating the fact that first grade are going so well. But I think the first time in you know in living memory, the the club actually went through all all four grade teams went through undefeated against Souths on the weekend. So it's not just first grade that are going well; they're developing mm-hmm. depth there as well. And mm. I think that's such a strong key indicator that the club's trending in the right direction. And you just got to take your hat off to them. Um, you know, the the streak, it might end at some point soon. Mm. Might not. But, um, you know, that things are just going really well there. And, uh, you know, there's a really good feeling out there at the Eric. Yeah, they're, they're, they're being steered around the, the field quite well. I thought... Uh, Tommy Curtis was uh, was was very very good. The mm. uh, the two blues number ten as as was his halfback uh, Reloy Susu. So uh, and you know listen they've got some big boppers out there in the centre and 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 they really they uh, they they use them well. You know uh, I think I think there'll be a lot of analysis on uh, on 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 how they play. But uh, listen, there's some there's some real good playmaking there, particularly in opposition uh, opposition's twenty twos at. Uh, at this stage, Souths are uh, uh, probably, probably, probably still coming together, and uh, you know that was a game that 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 they could have taken by the scruff of the neck at different times, but uh, just didn't happen because of the the desire and the and the Eric effect that they have there. Mm, yeah, well, the two Blues have got a 
tough run coming up. They've got Rats, Woodies, Norse and Manly. So certainly going to get maybe more of an indication as to where they're truly at, uh, Swaney. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you they know, win this, them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's comes sniffing it up. Oh, it's it's quite incredible, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, look, I'm just uh, I'm just stoked for uh, the two blues. You know, Solosi Taki Bao um, and and the coaching staff. Um, you got to you got to take that off to them. Um, you know, they're they're in the eight. Unbelievable first time since 2012. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, a fantastic gonna... story written by uh, Tommy Decent in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald about the rebuild. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this week is interesting as well, isn't it? Because they play against the Rats where Solossi obviously played yep. uh, in his last season and he played under Darren Coleman. And there's just a few extra layers to this story that I think are yet to be told. Um, but it's, yeah, it, this week will be really interesting because, you know, the Rats coming off a great win at East's. Mm. Um, they're now charged with stopping the streak. How do you do it? Mm, bit of pressure. That'll be that'll be that'll be certainly one to watch. Uh, one to watch from our past weekend and our final game of the round was at North Sydney Oval. Uh, the host Northern Suburbs went down to Sydney University. North twelve, Sydney Uni seventeen. Nothing in this one again, uh, guys. Casho, you could probably uh, take it away on this one. Uh, how did it play out, mate? Well, it's, it was one of those games where the majority of play was between the between the two 22-metre lines, and that was, that yep. was the, the, the way it really went. Uh, university, like they do, uh, they, they get their rolling more. You know, most of all their three tries were from uh, from virtually two, two or three metres out. So uh, yep. that was the way it was. But uh, uh, probably on, on uh, a, a bright spot was... Uh, was the uh, the return of Max Bury for North? Angus Sinclair was away at uh, Sam Giltrap's wedding uh, over, over the weekend, and Max Bury uh, came back in and, uh, and 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 had a pretty good game, I thought. Kicked what up. about the try he scored? Yeah, Mate, it was, it was, did it not, uh, not rekindle that... memories of uh, Billy Slater in Origin? Oh, it did. It's certainly the angled um, chip and chase. It was like a. Oh, I have to say. It's, Bit of a Phil Blake special too, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but he, no, but honestly, he's he's beaten off a defender. He stepped the next defender, chipped over the top, and then burnt the cover. Like it was just like drill worthy. Like like that was yeah. he's he's got so much X factor. Like he's he's so good to watch. And uh, and, and and also the uh, the other guy that did did well for. Uh, for uh, uni, I thought it was Eddie Pullman in in the centre. Mm. He uh, he had a he had a very strong game, and uh, one of his charges through the middle, I think, led to uh, the, the the final uni try that uh, that gave them that uh, that sort of five point lead. Norse were hammering away there at the uh, the the, uh, the uni line, but uh, couldn't come up with the goods. So that's that's three on the trot for Norse, and I think uh, I think there'll be a bit of soul searching this week, but. Uh, Listen, they can really get back on the horse by uh, by beating Gordon uh, this weekend. But uh, some some of their uh, precision that it, that they had in the in, in the first month of the season just mm. isn't there at the moment. And I think they're probably running a few tight old plays that a lot of teams have seen at this stage. So uh, anyway, mm. it's probably probably not the uh, the time of the year to uh, uh, run your trick plays too much. But uh, yeah, they've. Uh, They've got to figure a few things out and quick. They had uh, a couple opportunities there on the university line. Uh, 
I think I think they had a scrum five out where Uni uh, got a scrum penalty from, really pushed them back over the ball. So I don't think they're the only ones struggling from scrum depth this year. I think it's a bit of an endemic around the comp. But, yeah, they'll probably brew a few of those opportunities, but sort of nothing in it. And Uni, um, you know, they're just, they're just grinding away, not showing amazing personality with the ball. As we know, most of their tries are coming from, from, from where we know they're good. Um, but, you know, with an organisation like that, they're always, always strong. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's still too hard to see a trend, really. Usually you start to see some sides maybe break away. I mean, Manly's out in front, but they're only out in front by three points. There's just absolutely nothing in it. And you go back to Eastwood and Uni, um, Norse and Gordon, who play this weekend, Hunter and uh, Ringo sort of rounding out the eight with the two blues. And then, as we talked about, Ramick East, South and West Harbour. So, yeah, I, I don't really see any trends I could be confident about yet, but I guess uh, we'll, we'll sort of see what this weekend brings. This weekend, uh, Ringo taking on the two blues at Rat Park. Should be a fantastic game. I think that's the, the Noddy Sawtell Cup, is it not, Casho? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Noddy, of course, played for uh, for both clubs. Uh Moved to the beaches uh, 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 in, in the latter stages of his career and uh, uh, was the inaugural coach, I think, for the Warringah Radettes. So, uh, yeah, not with us at, uh, no. this, uh, at this stage, but, uh, yeah, fondly remembered by both clubs. Yes. Uh, East and Suburbs taking on Sydney University at Woolara. East will be desperate to win that and... Uh, get one over the students, which they, they love that game. It's it's always had a, a great rivalry. Um, Eastwood taking on West Harbour, bit of a derby in itself there, Swaney. Uh, there's always been a bit of resentment from the uh, Pirates towards the Woodies. They've always been a bit of a feeder club, they've felt in the past. Oh, I was going to say, there's a lot of poaching that goes on there over the years, hasn't there? <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know that that's a... Uh, yeah, it's actually, interestingly, I've, I've watched uh, Taylor Adams play for Brothers yep. on the weekend up here in Queensland Premier Rugby. And uh, he was one who went from West Harbour to Eastwood, actually. So, oh, I think so. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple more there. I think Muliufi might have gone across too, or maybe yeah, a few others. So uh, maybe that might add a bit of spice. The Woods will be looking to uh, bounce back. Um, Wildfires uh, taking on the Marlins up at the Hunter. The Manly's going to have to uh, take the M1, and that'll be a, a really good test for Phil Blake's side. And uh, Scott Coleman uh, will be full of confidence after that big win at Coogee. South taking on the Wicks, that's a desperation derby, isn't it, Kasia? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always been a, been a, been a lot of uh, aggro between, between the two clubs. That's, uh, that's another one where there's been an interchange of players over the years, right from the times when I was playing, when Gary Pearce moved from Randwick to, to Southern District. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be a cracker. Gordon taking on Norse in the final game. I'll throw it back to you, Kasha. What what does this game mean, mate, to the two clubs, and uh, what can we expect on Saturday? Well, it's 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 great that it's back on as as a genuine derby game these days. Mm. I remember being at uh, at Chatsworth over the time when Norse put ninety six on them, and within eighteen months they'd uh, they uh, Gordon had been crowned uh, as the uh, the Shoot Shield premiers, and they are actually the Defending premiers, if we're uh, we, we, we're being a bit pedantic about things, but uh, listen, it's it's just uh, it's just a game that uh, that sort of means a lot. You know, you 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 go to school with a lot of the blokes that 
go to Gordon or North, and uh, you know, it's just uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's got the uh, the absolute passion and hatred of a, uh, a or that's developed over the years of, of a Rats Manly uh, derby game, but uh, it's 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 getting up there. It's getting up there. Everyone loves it. Yeah, it's good to see. Great chat, gents. Uh, looking forward to another awesome weekend of Super Rugby. Uh, got some fantastic matches there. Swanee, are you behind the mic or are you uh, watching club footy this weekend, mate? Uh, yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be at Leichhardt on Saturday afternoon and then uh, in the evening, and then uh, on Sunday down in Melbourne to call the Rebels v Chiefs game. Which, uh, let's face it, that could be a bloodbath. So <laughs> mm. um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Or maybe the Rebels will, will do pull something, pull a rabbit out of a hat. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my weekend. And then I'll be catching up on all things club rugby, both in Sydney and in Brizzy uh, on my flight home, I reckon. Beautiful. Cash, I'll take it you'll be at the uh, the Derby. Yeah, and then uh, then might head out to uh, Leichhardt Oval for, uh, for, for a bit of TARS action. So taste some of that atmosphere and help fill the hill at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, encourage all the uh, Shoot Shield fans to get out there and support the rejuvenated Waratahs. Um, go you good things. Thanks, boys. We'll chat next week. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Berger. See you, Swanee.